I'm Michaela Burns, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. Today on the podcast, I'm speaking with campus editor Trice Brown and editor-in-chief Eduardo Medina about their recent story on how students feel worried around campus in the wake of the Anaya Blanchard case. Their story explains how campus safety and security is dealing with rumors of kidnappings in Auburn. They'll also tell us why students are still concerned for their safety, despite reaffirmation from the police and the university. Hey, this is Michaela Burns, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just wanted to remind everyone that if you'd like to support Suite 1111 and the newsroom that creates it, you can log on to theplainsman.com, click on the upper right-hand button that says Donate, and support over 125 years of local, independent journalism right here on the Plains. Once again, that's theplainsman.com, and find the orange button that says Donate. Thanks in advance for your support, and now back to the show. Hi, guys. Hello. Thank you for being here, Trice. Hello, hello, hello. Thank, thank you for, for being us. here, Eduardo. Thank you, thank you. Of course. So, um, Eduardo, we're talking about, you know, the Anaya Blanchard case and kind of the atmosphere and the situation on campus. Right. But first, can you kind of give me a little bit of backstory about um, Anaya Blanchard and the disappearance and kind of the wake right after? Yeah, so this is the very quick story, um, yeah. version of this story. Uh, Anaya Blanchard is a 19-year-old uh, Southern Union college student. She was living in Auburn on October 23rd. She went missing. She was reported missing on October 24th. Um, that's a Thursday. And um, she's been missing since. And the hunt is still on to find her. Um, a suspect, Ibrahim Yazid, uh, was taken into custody. Mm-hmm. You know, there has been this general sense of uh, this aura of fear on campus with students because there's just this mystery going on of what happened to Blanchard. Mm-hmm. And I think that those feelings have spread on campus and were especially evident on Veterans Day on November 11th because uh, we were getting emails about it and hearing on social media about a man who approached a student, a female student, in what was rumored to be a troubling manner. Mm-hmm. And there was a separate incident that same night reported in the library of three guys approaching two women. And yet again, it, the rumors were painting that incident in a troubling, concerning manner. That's where the idea for this story came from, is that there mm-hmm. is this general sense of fear on campus. And yeah. so... Um, Tensions are high. And a lot yeah. of that stems from Anaya Blanchard Yeah, um, going missing. Yeah, I think that, you know, women are always kind of scared, but I think it definitely ca- kind of raised the bar when it came to that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Trice, tell me a little bit about how... You know, in the beginning of the story, you start talking about a woman named Anna Ikes. Yes. Tell me a little bit about her and her story that she shared with you guys. So Anna Ikes' story was very interesting to me because, you know, I'm obviously a man. Mm-hmm. Given the context of like Anaya Blanchard going missing, I figured, well, of course, you know, women are going to be a lot more cautious. But what was really interesting about... Anna is that she's always been cautious. Mm-hmm. And this has just been like just an extra level onto that. She um, spoke to me about how like she takes all these precautions throughout her day where she um, she only walks along main streets. Mm-hmm. She only um, goes in like well-lit areas. She texts her friends or her boyfriend wherever she goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lives alone, but if someone comes to the door and she like whenever she answers it, 
she'll only open it a little bit and uh, like look behind her and pretend to like say something to someone else in the room. Mm -hmm. And I just think that was, it was just so interesting about how I just never noticed that, you know? Yeah, people definitely like take precautions already in their life. And, right. You know, when something like this happens, like mm. we were just saying, right. it's kind of crazy. You want to go off, go off of that? Yeah, I, I wonder if I can ask you, Trice. Um, okay. So what did she say uh, specifically about, you know, these last two weeks since Anaya's been mm -hmm. missing, three weeks rather? Uh, like, does she feel paranoid? What, what, what does she make of that? Right, uh, yeah, she's definitely a lot more aware she's like found herself looking over her shoulder a lot more she also told me about how like the general anxiety of like the climate on campus right now around anaya like she tries to keep it in check because she knows that like focusing on that anxiety is only going to make her more unsafe right mm -hmm. things like that mm. that was very interesting okay yeah definitely so eduardo yes. you know Tri spoke to Anna Ikes mm -hmm. and kind of got her response as a woman who's already overly cautious when it comes to this kind of stuff. Self, right. self, you know, self-admittedly mm -hmm. overcautious. But what are other women doing and kind of in the wake of this fear as a response? Yeah, so I spoke to two other women, um, both students here at Auburn. Uh, their names are Cameron Austin and Janiah Fryer. Mm -hmm. They were both at the library um, and spoke to the woman who interacted with the three men. Uh, and they said the women were approached by these guys and uh, the guys asked them to fill out some type of survey, ask for their Snapchat, and ask them if they wanted to smoke marijuana. The two women kind of shrugged it off and told them no, and then they proceeded to give, them, give the guys fake numbers and they didn't sign anything. And so the guys left and... Cameron and Janiah spoke to the two women who were uh, afraid and just suspicious of what they were doing. That was then communicated to campus safety. And campus safety actually didn't address that one on Monday night. They mm -hmm. addressed the one that happened near the quad, which originally the campus safety just said uh, there were reports of kidnapping that happened on campus. Campus safety said the reports weren't true on Monday night, and we got emails and saw messages on Facebook um, kind of calling out campus safety and asking them to be more specific. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of students felt like campus safety was being, you know, was hiding an incident under the rug. Mm -hmm. Just kind of glazing over it. Yeah, that, that's a better way to put it. You should be the one that does this instead. <laughs> no. But anyways... <laughs> Uh, the next the next day on Tuesday uh, Tuesday night they sent a tweet kind of elaborating on both incidents mm -hmm. and they confirmed campus safety confirmed what uh, Cameron and Janiah originally told me which is what which was that these guys did indeed ask for uh, their Snapchat and asked them to fill out some type of survey and the other incident campus safety said that. The man motioned for uh, her to come toward him. Uh, when she didn't, he reached for her, and then uh, he followed a few feet behind her as she walked toward her vehicle. Mm -hmm. The man, the, the tweet said that the man walked away toward the student center, and uh, police were not able to uh, locate the male. But you know, they clarified on Tuesday night what happened, and I spoke to the executive director of campus safety and security, Kelvin King. Mm -hmm. 
And he did tell me that parents and students sent a bunch of, uh, I framed it as complaints, and he said there were inquiries mm-hmm. asking Campus Safety to be more specific and to let them know exactly what happened in that incident. And so I think that illustrates just how much people are on edge right now. Yeah. You know, not, not to minimize the actual incidents, you know, Campus Safety and, and, and the police did say it was suspicious, mm-hmm. but I think those students' incidents are really indicative of the whole, you know, the general sense of concern right now around Auburn. Yeah. And when something like this happens, it just kind of creates more of a conversation, but also um, kind of puts it in everyone's brain that, you know, you're not as solid as you think you are. And I think that's where at least a lot of women are coming from. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask, though, did you say that um, the women at the library, did they file a police report? And did the women at the quad file a police report? Yes. they. Uh, you know, both reports were logged and filed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, they can't be listed as a kidnapping because there was yeah. no kidnapping that took place. And I think that's where the... It's more of a harassment situation, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. But I just brought that up because I just want... It's just important that if something like this does happen... Right. Someone... You reach out to the police. Yeah. And, and I don't know what the exact term they use in the police report. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't remember. But campus safety... And I, I also sent an email to Captain Dorsey of the Auburn Police Division. They both confirmed that there are no kidnappings going on yeah. in Auburn right now. Yeah. Okay, so Trice, you know, when you're writing this kind of thing and we keep saying, you know, everyone's eyes are on the news because everyone's wanting to make sure right. the next the next detail that comes out or hopefully nothing else happens. What's the hesitation in writing something like this though right now? So me and Eduardo were talking about this and really the kind of the whole staff, but there's always this fear that, you could blow people's feelings, not necessarily out of proportion, but you could really stoke the fear yourself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if it wasn't that big of a deal and then you make a big story about it, mm-hmm. then maybe it just uh, amplify um, those feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there, it's tricky because we don't want to exaggerate anything, right? Yeah. And we don't want to come up right. as sensational. But, you know, we have to be... We have to be genuine to how people feel right now, how students feel. And, you know, I wouldn't say there's this overwhelming sense of just panic on campus, but there is concern and there is worry. Mm -hmm. And I think those feelings are um, genuine and sincere. Yeah. And then I wanted to kind of stem off of that, you know, you go into the story about how, yes, this does have to do with women and how women are being affected. But I know you talked to a man named Tyler Pruitt about his experience as a person of color. You know, tell me about what he said yeah. about this kind of thing. Yeah, because so Trice nailed the, uh, you know, the perspective from women mm-hmm. on campus. And so uh, we were kind of thinking how other students feel, mm-hmm. other demographics of students feel. And um, I spoke to a man named Tyler Pruitt who told me that about two weeks ago, he was walking to meet his girlfriend. He was walking outside the beacon. And uh, there were these two women walking on the other side of the crosswalk, mm-hmm. uh, sidewalk rather. And uh, he, he could see them staring at him. And as they were crossing paths, uh, the two women yelled out, you're not going to kidnap any more girls at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously alluding to the fact that Tyler is a black man mm-hmm. and the suspect is a black man, but 
you know, that he was racially profiled. Yeah. And the two women uh, proceeded to run away. And uh, Tyler told me that, you know, he wasn't really, you know, he was shocked on some level, but it just reminded him of how much of a microscope is placed mm-hmm. on black students, students of color, uh, and how much suspicion is automatically just attached to them. Yeah. Simply for their, for, you know, for being black. Yeah. Something similar to that is um, campus safety. This is what, what Tyler told me that he's also concerned about. This actually didn't make it in the print version. But Tyler told me that he was really upset that campus safety and the Auburn Police Division keep sending these media reports, right? Mm-hmm. And in these reports that are describing the suspects, these descriptions say like, you know, black male between 5'8", 5'10", weighs 145, 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... <laughs> Wearing a black shirt. Yeah, or, I mean, that's just... Yeah, that's Tyler annoying. said it's annoying because that's just most black males. Mm-hmm. And so that's only going to amplify the racial profiling Yeah. here. And so uh, he was upset about that. But he, he I mean, the, the really somber thing about that is that he wasn't really surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that stuck out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anyone does have any concerns, anything that happened to them, they can always reach out to the Auburn Police Division or Auburn um, Campus Safety and Security. And with that, I think we wrap up. Perfect. Thanks, Michaela. Thanks, guys. My thanks to Trice Brown and Eduardo Medina for being with us today. You can find their story on our print edition around Auburn and online at theplainsman.com. Sweet 1111 is part of the Plainsman Podcast Network and a co-production with Weagle Radio. Special thanks to Weagle News Director Grayson Moyer for producing and editing this episode. If you like this show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it and let us know how we're doing by giving us a quick review. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>